0: Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Welcome back, networkers, to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking guru and also my mom. Hi, mom. Hi. You forgot about the retired part. I didn't say you were retired because you're still a networking guru and you're still my mom. (laughs) I, all right. If I'd said business partner, which you are, of course, I could have said retired business partner. But you know, no, all the other things you still are, are part of. So <laughs> okay. So how are things going?
1: Well, things are going well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, anything, anything new and exciting? Uh, it's uh, well.
1: I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but
0: everyone in the world, I
1: think, will be excited and happy about this. But I scheduled my. Surgery to get a cochlear implant.
0: Very exciting. Yes, I've I've heard that this will dramatically improve your ability to discern what other people are saying.
1: I sure hope so, and <laughs> Steve, Steve sure hopes so too. <laughs> when I told him that I had scheduled it, he's like, "Yay!"
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, he's tired I, well, of repeating himself many times. I, yeah, I, I mean, and and we both, I, I honestly, I think this is this is something I inherited probably from you, judging by the fact that our our hearing histograms are pretty much identical. <laughs> and they're very,
1: it's a rare,
0: very very um, rare. And and uh, Andy, my brother, also has the same same issues. So
1: yeah, um, yeah. So. so I'm really excited about that, but of course, you know, now I have to wait until June.
0: Oh, well, that's, that's, uh, we'll, 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 we'll be excited when it happens. Yeah, I will be terribly excited. I, I, I'm apprehensive and excited at the same time. Well, I, I, I'm, I will probably, you know, who knows, I may be looking at it in 20 years time too. So. <laughs> no, you know what? You probably
1: won't wait that long from what I'm learning because, the the concept used to be you waited until you were darn deaf so darn deaf that you couldn't hear anything yeah and now it looks like the younger doctors are moving to the concept of well, we do it sooner because your uh hearing deteriorates when you're not hearing and your brain stops knowing how to listen
0: oh interesting okay. so they
1: want to preserve that and you know what i am I, as soon as someone said that to me that um Actually works in the industry. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I when I'm in a noisy restaurant, if we're out with a group of people, I just turn off. I don't
0: listen. Mm-hmm. I I can see that because I've I've experienced something very similar. If I'm in a crowded room, it's a lot of times I'll just kind of I'll smile and nod, knowing that I really don't know what I'm they're they're talking about. So. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that all said. <laughs>
1: yeah but you know that's a networking
0: issue because it is I will... a networking issue uh it's, it's actually one of the reasons i actually prefer uh virtual because when i'm sitting with someone uh in, in a crowded coffee shop i have a harder time hearing them when, than when i'm sitting at my desk with a dedicated focused conversation going on over over the internet so
1: yeah all right but that's not what we're talking about today but that's not it? what we're
0: talking about today <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry about that.
0: We're, we're, that's all right. We're already four minutes into the episode. Why why rush into the topic? You know? <laughs> well, and our topic today actually comes from our good friend, Jason Maddez, uh, who also gave us the question from last week. Uh, but he uh, asked us to talk a little bit about the ideas of getting uh, more networking credibility through leadership positions. And uh, you and I have both had experience in this area. Yeah. Um, why don't
1: you why don't you tell us about your experience with um, NSA National Speakers Association, the Michigan chapter and what that's done for you and as you're thinking about <laughs> accepting the presidency again why why you're doing it
0: yeah, okay uh, <laughs> so um, yeah I mean being being part of the leadership of a group and it doesn't i I want be I want to be very clear that when I'm talking about leadership, I'm not talking about Being the only leader, being the president, being because you're you're the president of the the mommy chamber, uh,
1: uh, mommy chamber
0: board board yeah, Um, and it's it's not just that, but it's it is some leadership position within the group. You know whether it's you know uh, being on it's very minimum being on a committee which helps to run the organization. Uh, That can be that that puts you in a very visible position. okay well okay here's here's me being really honest (laughs) uh the the whole idea of getting on the board of the nsa michigan chapter uh this happened very rapidly after i became a full member of the chapter i was i was invited on the board and it was pure ego i thought oh how cool i get to lead i had no clue what it meant to be on the board so it was it was a bit a little bit of an education for me uh, is is what was responsible what I was responsible for. Uh, that said, it gave me such great opportunity to connect with other people in my industry. Which, and I, I think this is probably holds true for almost any industry. When you work in that industry. There are concepts and challenges that only other people in that industry understand. Um, your your family, your friends, they'll they'll give you the confused dog look when you try to explain to them the details. Um, but when you when I'm a part of the National Speakers uh, Association, everybody there is a speaker, and they've run into very similar problems or will run into them in the future. And so it's it's really it feels very good to be able to connect in that way it's
1: it's a professional association
0: it is a professional association um so but the the cool thing about being on that on that board is i'm surrounded by people who are also giving back to an organization uh we work we are working together to common purpose and when you are working together on a common uh, mission it's it's, it's amazing how much you draw together. The people who were on my board, I'm still in contact with on a regular basis. In you,
1: fact, well, we, last week or the week before, we talked about um, CPI, common point of interest. Mm-hmm. So you have a really important common point of interest.
0: Yes. Uh, you, you have other people who are depending on you uh, to accomplish something for the group. They're, they're, they're counting on, on you and your fellow members of whatever the, the smaller group is. To succeed, and uh, you know, like I said, I I'm continue. I continue to be in touch with the people who were on my board back when I was was uh, doing it the first time. In fact, I just chatted with one of them last night. Uh, she, was, uh, she was Shereen McHenry. She was my uh, immediate past president when I was president. And uh, she and I have had a great friendship over the years, and she is one of my biggest cheerleaders. She, she, uh, but she also sees things clearly, and it's, it's become a great connection for me. Um, when I have new ideas, when I have challenges uh, in my business, I can reach out to her, and she's, she's very clear. She's supportive, but also helps me examine all sides of an issue. Um, similarly, my good friend, uh, Mimi Brown, who we've, we've interviewed on this podcast before just recently. It was about a month ago, wasn't yeah, it?
1: You did. Cause I, I was in Florida.
0: Oh, that's right. You were, you were, uh, relaxing in Florida. Um, but Mimi, again, she was on my, my board. She was, uh, she's very much a part of my life. Uh, you know, I, I formed significantly strong connections as a result of being on that, and yes, I am. I am considering throwing my my hat in the ring once again. I thought
1: that I thought it was being sucked off your head. Your hat. well, I
0: I, <laughs> I was asked if, if it was possible for me to come back and and uh, bring my expertise uh, with me. <laughs> and in retrospect, you know, it's 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 a great opportunity to be in that leadership position, uh, to be able to connect. Um, Not only, especially in in this particular situation, we are a chapter of a national organization. Um, So I not only get to connect with the, the, the local chapter better, but I can also parlay that into connecting on a more national level with other people in our industry. I mean, there's actually a group of presidents who get together uh, once a month to talk about the issues that they're having. And there are 35 chapters. So that is a great opportunity to connect beyond the, the walls of Michigan. So,
1: so and do people, do, do the people nationally, if you call them and say, hey, I'm Greg Peters, I'm a speaker, can, can I talk to you? as opposed to, hi, I'm Greg Peters. I'm the president of a Michigan chapter.
0: There's certainly, How- there certainly is a, a certain cachet, a, a certain more likelihood of opening doors. The, uh, the nice thing about um, any anyone, at least within the organization, we tend to be very supportive of each other, just in general. So I could just call up and say, hey, I'm a member of NSA. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, people are going to open their doors and answer any questions I might have. But I think working externally, um, I could call up people and say, hi, "I am Greg Peters. I'm, you know, president of the Michigan chapter of the National Speakers Association." I think that gives you a little bit better access to people, as opposed to if you're calling up um, as you know, "Hi, I'm I'm Greg Peters. I'm a trainer, and I would love to talk to you about you know bringing your people into our training program." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's far more likely to end in a in a I don't have time for you. Um, then send I'm,
1: me send me some information and i'll get back to you <laughs>
0: yes it's, it's, a, it's, it's the polite no so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well and and um when we interviewed sean sanders also known as scott um a couple stop weeks doing ago that.
0: you know i'm gonna start calling him scott <laughs> and i'm not gonna be able to stop the poor guy
1: <laughs> he loves it he um he's on the membership committee for the mommy chamber and he said he loves it and he talked about it that day because when he makes a call and he for the business that he's in he has to they say 75 to 100 cold calls a week
0: something like and, that, yeah yeah
1: so being on the membership committee we make calls to new members and and then established members so there's usually about oh i don't know somewhere between 20 and 30 names each month that we divvy up among Mm -hmm. our members of the committee and Sean is just delighted because people take his call. No one wants to talk to a copier salesperson, you know, that's the worst, but because he's on the membership committee, he gets, you know, they, they start talking to him and then he's a real, um, um, he's a connecting type of guy. So he's, and and he's curious and he's interested. So he's fun to talk to. Mm -hmm. And so, once they can, once he can get somebody on the phone, he's gold because then he can turn the conversation to wherever he wants it to go. Uh, but it's getting that person to talk to you. And so he has the, 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 the chamber hat that he wears that gets him in the door, just like with you, with your, you know, NSA people that are on high.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So now you have been in leadership positions and organizations, Quite frequently, I mean, I know that you are currently the president of the uh, the board for the Mommy Chamber, but you have been in leadership positions in BNI and and other organizations as well. Can you can you tell us a little bit about your experience?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, um, you know, I for years and years and years and years and years, I did training for um, BNI uh, Northwest Ohio for the new members, and for uh, we also had advanced training, so. Once a month, I was training new members, and then once a month, I was also training established members. And so, um, one of the trainings, I don't even remember which one it was now, I would say, okay, how, who in here uh, is in a position, who is in a leadership position? Raise your hand. And so, you know, the people that were president, secretary, or, um, you know, something like that, they would raise their hand, and then other people would keep their hands down. And I would say, wrong answer. <laughs> Everyone should have their hand up because everyone should consider themselves a leader in Mm. whatever organization they're in. And um, you don't have to have a name associated with it. Okay. And people will notice when you are acting like a leader and a leader can be as, as small as like with me and I, there's usually visitors every week and going over to the visitor and, you know, welcoming them and shaking their hand and then taking them into the the room where you're meeting and introducing them to others, people's making them feel welcomed Mm. uh, just as you would if you had a party in your home. Um, People notice when you act like a leader, it doesn't matter if you have a title attached to it. So I think we all are leaders in our life many times. And uh, we have that opportunity to maybe be a leader for 10 minutes and you think, and you don't even think about it, but people notice that. Sure. And so your, your credibility, you know, goes higher and higher and higher each time a little piece of that gets noticed and you're not doing it to get noticed. It just happens.
0: Well, I like what so, you said. It's, it's, uh, leadership is not necessarily the title. Mm-hmm. It is your behavior. And and we talk about this in, in some of our, our programs, That it's uh, having that host mindset, you know, making it your responsibility that other people are comfortable in the situation. And that's, that's a leadership trait. Uh, Being able to do that definitely makes you a better connector. So, uh, so I I really like that idea. And the, one of the other things I've noticed too um, back when I first joined the Ann Arbor chamber uh, ages and ages ago, I uh, got on the ambassador Corps, Mm -hmm. which is basically the welcoming committee. Um, and yes, as you pointed out, you, you're actually required to go out and connect with people, which, gee, gosh, <laughs> do I have to? You know. <laughs> but on top of that, I think there's a higher quality of networkers that gravitate to those smaller groups within a larger group. And as a result, you tend to make better connections and get better results. I know, uh, back when I, I did, uh, I was on the chamber. That was back when I had my, uh, web development business. And one of the other guys that happened to be on the, on that same committee with me, uh, his name was Ray Singer. He, he was working with a construction company that needed a website. And so he reached out to me and because we were on that committee together, um, so you know that that whole idea, especially with a, a larger group, so many times chambers are very large. Yeah, I, I, mommy is what uh, are they?
1: Somewhere over four hundred members. Over four hundred members.
0: I know with the Ann Arbor Chamber is is like twelve hundred members or something yeah. like that. So it's easy to get lost in that mix. Mm-hmm. But by becoming a part of a leadership group within the larger. Organization, you have a more concentrated, focused connection. Being able to, uh, within that smaller group, and they tend to be better connected anyway.
1: Yeah, they're they're because they have put their hand out or put their hand up and said, "Yes, I'll volunteer." They typically are a higher level of networker. They want to connect. So again, the people that you're, um, whether you're on a committee, whether you're on a leadership team, whatever that is, you're meeting people who. Typically, are at a higher level of networking expertise, so that's good. Um, well, you know, there is there is obviously a drawback to being a leader, and that is that you have to be on your best behavior <laughs> <laughs> most of the time.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yes. There's 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 that you have to be on your best behavior. You also have to live up to the commitment. Yes. Um, it's not you can't be a sometime. Leader, You can't just show up when it's convenient to you is it's there's there will be work involved, there will be, I mean, even to the point of we were talking about being a host, you still, you still have to do that, you still have yes. to show up um, every single time and put on your best behavior. Now, sure, if, if that's your natural behavior, that's great, but still, you've, you have to make the commitment.
1: And I can't tell you how much I have learned. Being a leader. Mm mm-hmm. Through, through Leadership Toledo, which is an organization that helps to develop leaders that want to give to their community, many cities, I know you went through um, Ann Arbor, Leadership mm-hmm. Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. I went through Leadership Toledo, we, um, as part of Leadership Toledo, we break into smaller groups, a committee, it's not called a committee, and then each committee works with a, a nonprofit that has submitted a proposal for us to work on. I worked my group worked with Hannah's Socks which was a grassroots fairly new organization that basically collected new socks to give to the homeless community. Hmm. And um they wanted us to help them with a marketing plan I think as I remember. But what we found out when we started in you know really working with them is that they did not have their 501c3. Oh my goodness which is the designation that the government gives an organization so that they can begin to collect charitable funds legally. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they had, they thought that they had applied for it, but it had been nine months or more. And this is. A long time ago. So 20 years ago, probably. And when the government was not operating as they are today, you know, slowed down because they don't have enough people, Uh Um, so nine months was way too long. Mm-hmm. And so we did a little bit of an investigation and the attorney that was on their board that had charged them $500 or $600 to apply for the 501c3 had not done it.
0: Oh, you're kidding.
1: Uh-uh. So I thought, I'm not paying anyone. You know, they, they had no money. I said, I will work with you. We'll figure this out together. So I learned how to call the government, get mm-hmm. advice on, you know, how to fill this out. And we submitted the form and within a couple months, they got their 501 C three. I would never have found out how to do that if I hadn't been in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do it again? No, Because oh. you know, it's <laughs> a whole bunch of forms, government forms that you have to fill out, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's. Um, and just recently, um, uh, taking over as the president of the the board for the chamber, I asked Kristen uh, Meyer before I took over. I said I'd like to see the code of regulation so I know what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And um, as I read through that, I realized that we were probably that the code of regulations were probably outdated. <laughs> is, is the nice way to say it. So instead of me figuring it out, I learned. I called in someone else that's on the board that could help with updating those. So, Mm. you know, another thing I learned as a leader is you don't have to do it yourself all the time. You can empower others to become leaders also.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I will say being being president of NSA Michigan was definitely a vast learning experience for me. I had never been in charge of any kind of board before. Um, And so, I mean, even the whole Roberts rules of order and, you know, (laughs) How to carry on a meeting? How to do it effectively and efficiently? And how to get people focused and on task? How to you know how to uh, get people to buy into whatever you're trying to? Do. I mean, there's a whole uh, learning process behind that. They can develop your skills. It, it, uh, just ignoring even the concept of, of networking, you're just building your own skill set, if nothing else. So,
1: yeah obviously I'm at the end of my career. You're, you know, in the middle of your career, but there are people, younger business people joining the career world and um, leadership looks great, you know, on your resume. But the reason it looks great is that if I see that you've held a leadership position within an organization, probably I know that you're going to bring some skills to the table that uh, you know, you might not have had otherwise. So it's it's networking, but it's networking that adds a little extra onto it.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we need to cover with respect to leadership and networking?
1: Um, certainly, it makes you more visible. I've already alluded to that. So that yeah. people know you um, and you have to behave, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or I have to it's, behave. It,
0: it's funny that you've repeated that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it helps again, because people feel like they know you, it's mm. easier than to network because they know you and they and and they want to get around you because they, you know, they want to have that um, that pizzazz, whatever that is that's attached to you because of perception. Others want that too. So it's easier to have people come to you as opposed to you having to to chase people.
0: Sure, sure, I agree. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning into our program today. If you enjoyed it, uh, please do comment on our Facebook pages. The information's in the show notes. We would love to hear about your experiences in leadership positions and how that may have affected your connections and your network. Uh, please do share with a friend so that they can get all the information about this. Uh, And if you'd like to hear more, of course, we keep coming back every single week. So do subscribe and until next time, go out and make some great connections. Talk to you later, mom. See you, Greg. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the third generation networking podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connextnation.com.